Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Radio. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, the alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Kel Rowe and I'm here with my co-host, Jem Bastiani, AFLW analyst extraordinaire. How are you, Jem? I'm great, thank you. How about you? Oh, going pretty well. Enjoying chatting footy. It's a few weeks out from the kickoff of season 2022, so it's nice to get into the mood. Today we're going to have a chat about St Kilda. They finished 11th on the ladder with 69.6%. Mm. How do you reckon they'll go? They've had some interesting choices being made in the off-season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're an enigma to me. Well, I am a St Kilda AFLW membership holder. I'm a big fan of this group. I'm a big fan of women's footy full stop, but love the Saints girls. And yes, agree. Some very interesting decisions uh, have been made in Clubland. Hopefully there's a strategy behind it and it pays off for the women this season. So let's talk about the off season. We've had the, the trade period and the draft period. Who was your trade highlight? So this isn't a trade but I've chosen undrafted free agent Leah Cutting. She was brought in for nothing from Norwood in South Australia. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of these undrafted free agents coming out of South Australia. We've seen West Coast really take a lot of players from there. We've seen Carlton take some players and St Kilda because there's so much talent there and only one team to uh, until the end of next season. Yeah. Only one team has had had access to those players. So as soon as Adelaide finishes picking, we notice teams passing on draft selections knowing that they're going to go after someone from the South Australian pool. So Leah Cutting was one of those. Um she's 185 centimeters tall and I think she'll ideally take up that main ruck role for the Saints. Obviously Poppy Kelly has moved to Richmond and I think Re Watt as much as we love her in the ruck they need her too much as a tall defensive option uh, yeah. in the back line. She provides a really strong sense of leadership as well. She's that little bit older and she does excel in one-on-ones and at ground ball work, which for a 185 centimeter tall player is a real asset. And then you've also mm. got to remember that they've picked up Paige Price as well, who could work well in tandem with cutting if they choose to go with that extra tall option as well. So I really like the look of adding 
cutting to the team? We're in agreement on this. I also have cutting. I'm a ruck myself, so always pleased to to pump up another, although she's got a good 10 centimetres on me. So that's going to be really impressive in the middle for St Kilda. I've seen snippets of her in preseason and she just looks really athletic and strong. Sort of reminds me a little bit of Al Downey. But for me, I just really love the good news story in this, in that Cutting has talked in an interview um, at the Saints about how she was pretty much sure she'd missed her chance to play AFLW and was called up to play at 29 years of age. Uh, so I love that for her. I also love that potentially there's some hope for me. It's not really, but I can dream. You're a bit older than 29. <laughs> yeah, a bit older than that. <laughs> I've also got a little note there to say that it's great that the Saints picked up Alana Woodward as well when she was delisted by the Tigers. So great to see her being able to continue her footy career um, down at Moorabbin. Bit of a theme going on with your selections here. I know, I know. <laughs> love a good news story. Love a mature age recruit. Um, and and love someone being able to play footy forever. So um, you can probably pick all my picks from now on in. Uh, who was your draft highlight? I've gone with Ella Friend, who was uh, pick number four nationally, number two in Victoria. She's a key position player who's quite athletic, so it, enough so that she could excel in a wing role as well, which again gives that versatility, a bit of dynamic play for the Saints. She's really strong in the air. And she's a good kick. So her kicking inside 50 could be really beneficial to the Saints transition to attack. Just imagine a player like Ella Friend kicking to the leading Caitlin Greiser. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So in my head, I've just had this this vision of Tiana Smith against Geelong kicking that amazing kick inside 50 that I'm assuming we all remember. Mm -hmm. That kick inside 50 was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I was like right on the boundary for that. And it was perfect. Just imagine having more assets like that, doing that sort of stuff. And I think Ella Friend can bring that to the side. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, St Kilda has the potential to have a really solid midfield. To, so to have some more options mm. to provide that link up into the, the inside 50 is is just awesome. So we've talked about it before, but it's definitely something that has been a little bit tricky for them in the past. So mm. nice, nice to see them kind of looking to fill those gaps. I picked Ashley Richard. She went for pick number 12 in the draft. She showed a lot of promise up forward in the NAB League competition. She kicked seven goals in six games. She's had some exposure to senior footy already via the Port Melbourne VFLW side and is said to be a bit of a natural leader even for a young age. So in my mind, St Kilda is potentially setting up for the future there. Mm, which is quite cool. Yeah. I had a conversation with a coach not that long ago about how in, in the men's competition, a really young side is seen as a developing side that's not necessarily going to challenge, but you see the excitement to look forward to over the next couple of years. Whereas in the women's game, a young side is actually a great thing because you've got a lot of players who have come straight out of the pathways that didn't exist for a lot of the older players. So a young side isn't a bad thing in AFLW and and it has the potential to win flags as compared to the men's program, which is really interesting. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And obviously we've talked a little bit about decisions and changes happening in the offseason for the Saints. Do you, do you have any concerns about how those might play out for the team this year? Yeah, so I think that my biggest question about the Saints is, are they going to be willing to take some risks? We will get to the Western Bulldogs because that'll be coming out after this, but they're a good example of a team that's willing to accept the score they'll concede if it means they can play the way they want to play in terms of their own score. Yeah, And it's it's a risk-reward kind of game. The Saints haven't been willing to do that very much. They're very much about limiting opposition score as much as possible, even if it means they can't score themselves. Mm. In round one last year, we saw them sacrifice some of that defensive game to be more attacking against the dogs and it worked and they won that game. Yeah, it was great. But then it took a half a footy against North Melbourne where they weren't necessarily as successful at it, even though they were taking it to North Melbourne for them to go back into their shells, become that defensive style again and just not make the most of the talent they have in that side. Yeah, absolutely. So my question is, can they become more free-flowing and make better use of the smooth-moving Tiana Smith and the damaging Caitlin Greiser and some of those draftees by being willing to sacrifice a little to gain a lot? Yeah, I guess part of the problem when you play defensively game on game like that, your opposition obviously becomes really aware of of what you're doing and it's it's not a challenge um, so much as it, as it is really predictable. But mm. I think, you know, if they are prepared to take those risks, I know that D-Train has been really, really putting in the effort on her running in the off-season so that she can be, I guess, more mobile up the front there. And if they are, you know, trying new things and not being predictable, plus having her at this new level of fitness and engagement in her footy, I think that's going to be really, really potent for them. It's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they are prepared to take the risks. I, I sort of talked a little bit about some perceived, I guess, concerns that might not necessarily be something that they need to worry about. So obviously with um, Patricio stepping away from the season, I think people might think that maybe there's a bit of a gap there, but there are so many other names, particularly in that middle part of the ground, like Smith and Exxon and Vesely, they're in the middle, and then Salutis and Zenos pushing up and providing connections from the half-forward line. I really don't think there's any need for concern in terms of that ball connection through the middle. I think there are a lot of, a lot of stars there who just, yeah, probably haven't yet been given the the stage to really shine in. I think that's the thing we need to remember is that Nicola Zenos, she didn't play this season. She yeah. was uh, out. Olivia Vesely was very similar. She didn't play very much this season or at all from memory. So there was a lot of support in that midfield that was missing this season that as we speak in the middle of November, Georgia Petrikos hasn't been replaced as an inactive player. She's just stepped away from the club. So there's every chance she does play, but we don't know where that stands right now. Mm -hmm. But there is depth in the midfield. They've got some draftees that are looking good. 
their mindset is the biggest barrier for them, not necessarily their uh, assets or their skill level. Exactly. And so hopefully on, on that note, we'll see a change in how they like to play. And I suspect the defensive aspect of their play that we've seen so far isn't necessarily how they'd like to play. It just has been the way that it's panned out. But what do you reckon? Yeah, so to date, uh, it feels like, uh, obviously they've had a change in coach and that's a whole other conversation that we're not going to get into here, but we all know where we all stand on that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're comfortable at stoppages where it's a 50-50 proposition. Outside of that, they want to play it safe. But again, not to harp on, they have the talent, they have the ability to experiment a little, take some of those risks, and I'd like to see that happen this season. Yeah, absolutely. I think my favourite moments in Saints games are where they do take risks and they go for it. Like, I don't consider it a successful outing to to Moorabbin if I don't see Kate McCarthy tearing up the wing, bouncing the ball four or five times and, and having a crack into the middle. And then on the same token, you know, Kate Sheilor and, and Caitlin Greiser are just excellent when they can contest airily and, and win that ball. Mm. They're a pretty sure kick off a, a mark, but it's all there. Um, it's just a matter of how they put it together. Yeah. Could be a really exciting season for them. Absolutely. Who's your dream matchup? So I've got North Melbourne, which probably seems like a really odd choice. But as I mentioned in round two last year, they put up a fight in the first half And the one thing that was letting St Kilda down, they were getting a lot of run and carry and it was really good to see. But the one thing that was letting them down was they'd get to the half forward line and misplace a handball and it would break everything down and the turnover would be created. So they got nervous. They went into their shell and for the rest of the season, pretty much until, you know, the Geelong game, they didn't play super defensively, but there was very much an aspect of that with an extra sitting behind the ball and then, you know, round nine against West Coast was the game where they really opened up and just played that free-flowing style. I want to see them have another crack at North Melbourne because if the, I think if they were to continue to push through that second half without battening down the hatches, they could have given the Roos a bit of run for their money. And I think if they try that again next season, yeah, it could be a really fascinating game. Yeah, I mean, I was I was at that game. I was sitting right on the boundary in the pocket and there were moments of brilliance. There was absolutely a classic K-Mac running on the wing with the ball. So I was pretty happy about that. Even defensively, they they stacked up in moments as well. I think um, Tani White made an absolute crunching tackle right in front of me that I think actually she ended up um, getting pinged for from, from memory. But it was, um, from my perspective, it was a brilliant tackle. And I um, really enjoyed those moments where they were just on and they were trying things. But yeah be good to see a rehash of of that with a more confident attacking Saints side Mm. my dream matchup would be another go around with Western Bulldogs I loved that game in round one I feel like it really showed what both teams could do but it also really showcased how the younger kids who are coming up through the pathways just how ready they are for elite football you know Mm. it's it's changed in in the course of a few years and you're really, really starting to reap the benefits of that fully connected pathway from Auskick all the way to elite football at AFLW level. That game was thrilling. They matched each other the whole way through. It was a real sort of tug of war. Um, and ultimately, St Kilda got the win. So I want to see that again. And I want to see if the doggies can get one back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, I'm also a member of the dogs. So like, as long as everyone has fun playing football, 
as long as everyone has one. <laughs> I'm happy with that too. Do you reckon they'll make finals? I don't I don't think they'll make finals, but I think we'll see an improvement from last season. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in I'm in agreement with you there. Well, that's our wrap on St Kilda as a preview to the 2022 season. If you've enjoyed listening to us today and you'd like to hear more of what we have to say about footy uh, or read it, in fact, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm row underscore Kel, and you can find play on Radio Melb. Uh, Gemma, what's your Twitter handle? I'm at GL Bastiani. Come and find me and chat to me. It's worth it. I can guarantee you it. <laughs> well, that's it from us for now. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on Footy Actually.